0: for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of the Health Heroes Show. Uh, Today in the house, I have triathlete uh, training coach, Jen Rulon. She came through us through Divine Intervention, and she's here. And I'm really excited to have her on because... um, you know, we haven't really specifically talked about, um, you know, the mindsets and, and 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 what to do and how to train as a triathlete. But I also wanted to combine this with strength training at any age, because we'll, we'll go into this because it's so important. So many people, as they get older, they think that I can't do that, or going into a gym's embarrassing, and they just you don't know, want to get to start. But the reality is, is that like w- our country, like the United States, and and in places like um sweden and and um in canada and the places that have the highest ireland have the highest amounts of dairy consumption actually we have the weakest bones we mm-hmm. have the most osteoporosis osteopenia uh, hip fractures so the whole thing with dairy uh being good for you uh kind of does not it, it's just not true i mean look at the stats like If dairy was so good for us, the countries that consume the most would have the strongest bones. We'd have the least amount of osteoporosis, the least amount of osteopenia, and the least amount of hip fractures, but it's the exact opposite. And one thing that I learned from uh, Doctors Brian Annemarie Clement at the Hippocrates Wellness Center years ago in 2011 when I started my journey was that strength training, resistance training is the number one deficiency that people have when it comes to weak bones. It's number one. The strength, the resistance the, the that you're putting against the bones is what's going to strengthen those bones and keep them from deteriorating. You don't have a calcium deficiency. We found that only 1 out of 125 people have calcium deficiencies when you measure it, actually. We find that you have a weight-lifting, a resistance deficiency. That's what you have. And we've actually seen 92, 94-year-old women increase their bone density 26% in 9 weeks by adding in strength training to their, to their, to their regiment. And it is, I'm not talking about like throwing 400 pounds in your back of your 90, but you just starts, you start somewhere with some weight and use, and you can use your own body weight as resistance. So it's a really important topic and uh, Jen can cover that and a lot of other stuff. So Jen, thank you so much uh, for being on the show today.
1: Thanks for having me, Tim. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. And uh, you're not in, well, where are you calling from?
1: I am calling from Samara, Costa Rica, so on the Guanacaste side, the Pacific side, and it's hot as all get out.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, you got really good reception. We have pretty good clear quality for being in Costa Rica, so that's pretty Well, awesome. You
1: might hear the occasional rooster cockatoole doing, but other than that, it, we're pretty good. Well,
0: that's fine. We like roosters. <laughs> I like them. We like anything with nature, right?
1: Exactly.
0: So your story is pretty interesting. Um, why don't you just start when you were a wee little child and bring us up to date and how you're kicking ass today of course
1: uh i think i think the best explanation that i tell everybody is that i absolutely hated running when i was a child uh if if you remember this if you're around our age you might remember the presidential yeah that's right the presidential fitness test right the pull-ups, the sit-ups, the chin-ups, and the mile run. And I was always that second to last or that last person on the mile run. And my mile run was maybe a nine-minute mile, but I had friends, you know, knocking out 630s, you know, that type of thing. Anyways, uh, so then I, it was 1989, and I was watching the ABC Wild World of Sports. And then we may remember that tagline, the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat, right?
0: wiped
1: out the skis. We all see it, especially at our age, right? And uh, it was the Ironman World Championship in Kona, Hawaii, in 1989. It was Mark Allen and Dave Scott d- just duking it out. And they call it the Iron War. Like, these guys were neck and neck for the whole race. And it was absolutely beautiful. Mark Allen won that day. And then an hour later, a woman crossed the finish line. Paula Newby Frazier. And I thought to myself at 17 years old, I thought, well, if she could do that, I could do that. And then I literally went to my mom and my grandpa that I think that Christmas or whatever. And I said, hey, so um, by the time I'm 30, I'm going to do the Ironman World Championship in Hawaii. And my mom was like, okay, cool. You know, she didn't think anything of it. And then my grandpa was like, and my grandpa was that World War II. Uh, Purple Heart vets, you know, Lieutenant Colonel, I was the only granddaughter. And he said to me, he goes, well, when you go, I'll go with you. I was like, I'm like, okay, let's make it happen. Right. So I, I did my first triathlon in Janesville, Wisconsin. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Midwest girl. I was born in Detroit, uh, but I grew up mostly in Wisconsin and I did my first triathlon in 1992, And my mom kept a whole bunch of my like little journals and notes. And in, in that journal, I did, I, I wrote it out. I did it. I can do anything now. And that was like my first, you know, almost like a vision board. I've had many vision boards before vision boards were cool. So anyways, it's funny because I literally hated running. I was a softball player. I was a cheerleader in high school. And even in softball, I hated running, you know, I hated running around the, tr- uh, around the, the field just to warm up. Right. And when I started, you know, telling myself, okay, you're going to do this triathlon. I, I, I ran down to Fremont street and I ran back and I put on the Nike air Pegasus and off I went <laughs> anyways, moving forward, I started doing like sprint triathlons, Olympic distance triathlons, and what I did was, uh, you know, I had a mountain bike. I bought a mountain bike at that time. And you know, my very first triathlon that I did in Janesville, I remember these, these athletes on those road bikes and on that tri bike and all that stuff. I was like, "Eh, what are the, what's that? That's so cool. I want to be like that. Right. And then, um, and then moving forward to like 2001, 2000. Yeah. No, 2000, I did an Olympic distance trampoline in Chicago, Illinois. It was Mrs. Teeth, but that was my longest race. And the whole time I was smiling because I was just so happy to be out there. Right. And then I started realizing, oh, I'm getting to be 30. I I think I need to think about doing this Ironman thing. Right. So, uh, I did my first Ironman and Ironman Wisconsin in 2020, uh, 2002.
0: And you, can you explain what that is? Because it's, I was, it's not just a normal triathlon. It's kind of, yes,
1: yes. I was just going to say, um, an Ironman triathlon is a 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike and a 26.2 marathon run. And you have 17 hours to complete it. Yeah. So it's in, it's in a day, right? And so I did my first half Ironman in 2001. uh, In 2000, I hired a coach. uh, And then I realized, I was like, oh, I got to do this Ironman by the time I'm 30. And so I did Ironman Wisconsin in 2000. It was six weeks before my 31st birthday. So I was right under the gun. But then I realized, oh, wait, it's not that Ironman. I want to do Kona, right? And, uh, and the, I, the crazy thing about this journey is that in 2000, yes, actually in May of 2001, I actually lost my grandfather, the one that told me he was going to go to Hawaii with me. Mm. And, uh, it was gut wrenching. And I remember being out on on a training ride in San Antonio, Texas. because By that time I moved down to Texas and I... I remember doing a training ride when my grandpa passed and I was like, what am I doing up here? Like, why, why am I even doing this stuff? Like, this is silly. My grandpa's not even around. And I literally crest the hill and uh, all of a sudden I see like this swarm of yellow butterflies just flying around me. And I thought, Oh no, grandpa's still with you. He's still around. So cool. Side side notes. Um, and then so then I did.
0: Here we go. What was so that moment like when you realized that your grandpa was still with you? Powerful,
1: because I knew I could do anything with him guiding me along the way. Cool.
0: Yeah. And you, so you—that was kind of an epic moment because you were like thinking, "What am I doing this for?" Yeah, because if you're if you don't have, if you're not excited. You don't have any drive. Yeah. It's like, what's the point? And yeah, maybe you just forgot about the point I,
1: yeah 100 100 so then i did so then i did my first iron man in 2002 with grandpa not around but guess what was on the race courses with me many butterflies mm-hmm. during those hard times of that you know 100 mile and i thought to myself wait a minute i got 12 more miles to go on the bike and the marathon like how am i going to do this right so i uh so so then, I did Ironman Wisconsin, Ironman Brazil, Ironman uh, Western Australia, and Ironman Florida. Those were four four races that I did. I took a I took a eight year sabbatical because I, I was trying to get to Kona, and I just I couldn't get there. I was getting burnt out, and I thought, you know what, I just need to step away from it. What did to you have to it.
0: qualify for Kona?
1: Yeah, so in the Ironman triathlon, um, it's a little bit different than the Boston marathon, but yes, you have to qualify. Generally you have to be in the top two to five of your age group. So at not that either. time, not easy. So at that time I was at, the, you know, that 30 to 34, Oh, such a baby right at that 30 to 34. And then, um, then it, it was, I mean, it was hard. It was hard. Cause I'm I'm coming in at 12 hours, uh, 12, 15, 12 20. Some of these girls in my age group were clocking 10 thirties, 10 fifteens. I'm like, how, like, this is crazy. And so when I kept pushing and pushing and pushing to get to it, it just, it started to become a job, right? I wasn't oh, yeah. enjoying, I wasn't enjoying it. I thought, no, I I'm done. I don't, I don't really want to do this anymore. And then, um, you know, it's
0: exactly. really quick. I want to tell you, like, I yeah. had a buddy on my baseball team that after we kind of stopped playing baseball, we were still hanging out together from time to time. And, uh, he got into triathlons and actually was ranked number two in the state of Oregon. He was older than everybody. He was in his probably late thirties at the time. Yeah. And, um, he was telling me, I go, tell me about the training regiments. It was like, that's pretty much all he did. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. every day he was doing something. Yeah, it was a schedule he kept, and and he was really into it. He was like, "Wow, I'm getting pretty good at this. Maybe I should just keep doing right." This. So he kept training and training. So I get it; it was a huge commitment.
1: Big commitment. And, and, and did you
0: have any kids or husband?
1: No, no. So uh, I got married in two thousand and oh my god, two thousand five, and uh, he was a he was he still is he's an athlete, and I'm an athlete, but. Um, we, I mean, I'll, I'll be very transparent. We did go through a divorce in 20, uh, just recently. So, uh, I think we did a really good job with our training. We both qualified for Kona. Absolutely. Uh, he, he qualified three times, you know, um, and it was, you know, we did really good with our swim, bike and run and our, our businesses. Right. But then you sort of forget about why you guys got together, you mm-hmm. know, so um, yeah, I'm very transparent. I'm very open about that. So yeah, it, but no kids, we try to have kids and just, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. So, um, but yeah, so moving forward, uh, I'll give you, I'll try to give you the reader digest version, but in 2017, this was my 12th Ironman. It was at Ironman Tremblant in Canada. And I remember my ex said to me, he goes, you do realize that no matter what happens, you're going to qualify because there was this rule in the Ironman space that you could, um, you could qualify after you do 12 Ironmans. Well, little did I know I was, it wasn't consistent, but I had that in my head space that no, you're going to qualify to- today. So when I was out on that run, I was just knocking people off, like in my age group. I mean, I was like bam, on my run, which is ironic because how much I hated running. The running for me became what I got really freaking good at. And I got really good at. So in 2017, I crossed that finish line with the arms up in the air, Mike Rowley telling me, Hey, Jen Rulan, you are an Ironman for your 12th time. And I just, I, I dropped to my, like, I just was like, Oh my God, that was incredible. I didn't know where I placed. I didn't know what I did, I had no clue. Right. So I crossed the finish line. I saw my sister-in-law, my niece, my nephew, my ex at the time. And I said, um, you know, they're like, you did amazing. How, you know, I'm like, well, what was my place? And they go, you were third in your age group. And I was like, what? And I, I broke the 11 hour. I was at 10, like 10:59, So oh, I broke nice. the 11 hour mark. Right. And, um, They go, you were 30 in your age group. And I said, who was first in my age group? And they told me, I knew she got a spot at Ironman Texas. And there were two spots available for my age group, which was the 45 to 49 at the time. Mm -hmm. So I knew I was going to Kona, but I had to wait the next day to actually hear, Hey Jen, you want to go to Kona? So it was a 28 year old dream that I qualified for Ironman Kona, and I went that same year. So I qualified in August of 2017, and then I raced in October of 2017. And uh, that was probably one of the hardest races I've ever done because one, I wasn't truly recovered from because uh, I put all my effort in in qualifying, right? Yeah. And um, and if you if you go on my social media, uh, Coach Jen Roulan at on the Instagram. Um, you will see pictures of me just bawling my eyes out because, oh, and I, every time I think about this, I, I get emotional, but I remember running down, um, running down the hill to turn right to the finish line. And I saw my mom and my grandpa, I felt was present. Right. And I turned, I turned down to on Alihi drive. To the finish line i saw all the lights saw that red carpet and i just started bawling and i looked up to him i'm like we did it we did it grandpa and it was weird because tim i almost didn't want to finish because i didn't want to forget about my grandpa
0: yeah i get that
1: so it was a powerful moment and <laughs> and when i saw those pictures long story short when i saw those pictures I sort of laughed them off and my mom just lost it. Cause she knew exactly, exactly what I said I was going to do when I was 17 years old and I accomplished it.
0: Yeah. Was that you her know,
1: father? It was her father. Yep.
0: Okay, cool. Yep. Yeah. That's an awesome story. Um, I got a lot of stuff out of it. I, I can relate to that. I <laughs> ran a marathon with my friend and had cancer and we completed it. He ended up healing himself with cancer. Um, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing today. Uh, I want to inspire other people to do it. I want to go back in the very beginning. You talked about seeing that lady cross an hour later after the guys had crossed and, and, um, she inspired you. Like, I want the listeners to really just take a moment and take that in, like understanding that by your actions alone, you are inspiring somebody. Like literally, it's like, you don't even know who you're affecting or how you're affecting people by how you live your life. And that's why it's so important to follow your excitement, follow your joy at everything that you do, literally everything that you do. And, you know, one thing that I've learned is the hardest place to do that is when you go back home to your parents, because it's easy to fall back into that vibrational frequency. But the solution, the solution is compassion. And I'm probably going to do a whole episode on this, but it's always going to be compassion. But the lady inspired you, and then look what you did—28 years later. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you, you hit you, you hit your goal. You're you, you, yeah. you accomplished your dream. Your grandpa still got to do it with you, which is really cool. He did. Um, he's super happy about it, and um, it's just a really, it's a really awesome story. Thank so you. then, so what we'll do, guys, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll get back into. Uh, talking about some of the stuff so now you know jen a little bit what she's been through uh um, been through a lot of adversity but when you go through those types of adversities when you when you experience resistance in your life that's how you become stronger just like when you lift weights and build your bone strength and your muscle strength which we'll be talking about when we return so we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back turmeric has been used for thousands of years all across india and southeast asia and is one of the best anti-inflammatory compounds on earth Now you can get these incredible benefits with the new chemical-free body Turmeric 100 Liquid Drops. This ethically sourced breakthrough solution helps against inflammation and pain. Turmeric 100 is made with the same chemical-free body promise. No stimulants, 100% organic, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with my guest, Jen Rulon. During break, she ran a uh, mini marathon. She's back now. (laughs) <laughs> no. <laughs> Mini triathlon. She did a triathlon. Right. She ran around the house. She biked around the neighborhood and she swam up and down the beach three times. And now she's back. Right. Right. Yeah, like she my does, beach does not cruise, waste sorry. time. She does not waste time. She does. what She says she's going to do. It. All right. So you run like you run bike and swim like 12 plus mar- uh, triathlons. Um, 15. 15 now. It's a lot.
1: No. Um, 15. I'm done. I'm done. I've I've retired.
0: You're retired. But now you're helping other people. Right. So it's just yeah. like somebody. I, yeah. Who... But
1: I've been helping, I've been helping triathletes since 2013. I've been coaching them for since 2013.
0: Yes. Cool. What one? That's probably one thing to help you be good at what you do because I know when you coach something. Yeah. While you're doing it, you learn better. So I literally, if I learned something, I literally later that day, I'll be teaching people on it. Exactly. And then some people that know me are like, dude, you just learned that. I'm like, I know, but how do you think I'm going to get better? And it's like, right. I can. I remember what I learned, and it was so impactful for me. I feel a moral obligation. I got to share it with people now, right? I got. to am like, them if, it, if it
1: comes up, yeah. I'm almost like, oh my god, that workout sucked. Okay, let's give it to my athletes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, and like, but I knew it was helping me on the bike. You know, I knew right, it was going right. to help me on the run, and I knew the same thing would happen to them too. So,
0: well, let's um, since we're on this topic, let's talk about the triathlete peeps, and then we'll, we'll save the bone strength thing for a little bit later. So, um, what, what, so you coach people now, that's what you do mm-hmm. on, on triathlete training. Uh why don't you just tell us a little bit about that and then maybe, uh, and then some of the, some of the struggles that people are dealing with and how you help them get through it.
1: Sure. I, I've been coaching triathlon since 2001. And then oh, one, I... one
0: moment, just let, one moment, sorry. Yeah. And really important. If you're not a triathlete don't tune out tune into this because this could be an analogy for something else in your life. Okay. Cause everything is synonymous with everything else. If you look at it. So anyway, I just didn't want people to drop off if you're not a triathlete because you basically are, I mean, cause you have to do, you know, you have to do different things with your physical body, swimming and walking right. and running or things that you should be able to do at pretty much any age, unless, you know, you've been a victim of all the pull polit- uh, the, uh, the pollution and the stress and all that stuff, right. which we want to help you with. So anyway, okay, get into that.
1: Right. So uh, as a field coach, I've been, I've been coaching athletes since 2001, got like my USA field certification, yada, yada, yada. And then I realized how it was almost like I was building a second career in fitness and health. I've always been, I've always worked out, did all the strength training in college and all that stuff. And step aerobics and all that fun stuff. But I started realizing like, wait a minute, I can give back now to my, to what I've been doing and the passion and the love that I have for triathlons and fitness in general. Right. So I went back to my, I went back to school at 40 years old and got my master's degree in kinesiology with the essence, emphasis of exercise science at university of Texas, San Antonio. And, uh, there it really I really enjoyed learning about it in the lab but I also knew there was um, I could do that outside and learn about it outside when I was actually doing my racing when I was working with athletes right so I started JenRuan.com in 2013 and I started really focusing on my niche and my niche was triathletes like I was looking for triathletes I was looking for athletes that wanted to do a sprint triathlon, Olympic, Ironman, half Ironman. And I, I went online. I went online in 2013. I was online before online was cool. Right. And I had so many people reaching out to me just through social media alone because of my story that we just talked about. Right. Right. You know, because everybody was like, wait a minute, she hated running she said she was going to do this when she was 17 and now she's doing her 10th Ironman. Now she's doing her 12th. Oh my gosh. She qualified. Like this is like the story, like the, whatever you call it, the hero story. Right. So right. I think people started, the, resonating, hero's journey. the hero's journey, people started resonating. So I started working with athletes around from, I mean, obviously the United States, cause that's where I was based out of, uh, from, uh, New, New York, New Jersey, Wisconsin, Texas, California, Mexico, Canada, uh, Sweden. I'm working with athletes in Australia now. So it's, it's fantastic. Like, and, and so I, I work with athletes who are generally getting ready for an Ironman. I have, uh, I just brought on an athlete who is getting ready for her first sprint triathlon and she's like, I'm a lawyer. I have a very stressful job. I need structure and you know what you're doing. And I'm like, man, let's do it. You know? And so I've been working with athletes for quite some time and it's all about periodization. I don't know if that's something that you guys talk about, but it's peaking for that race and then just gradually increasing uh, your distance and your speed and then peaking for that one race. So,
0: yeah, I think that's so cool. And again, like the huge takeaway for me that I see is that you were the girl in school that was the second to worst athlete and now you're right? almost yeah you know you're like 40s early and you're like teaching athletes how to be better athletes.
1: Think about right? That. I'm f- right. I'm 51, by the
0: way. Okay, 51. We won't tell anybody. Shh, don't tell me. No, we should. I I like telling people I'm older. No, I people. love it. I, oh, I oh, love yeah, flipping awesome. out like what? Like out? Oh, you're what? Because right. usually it's usually like, do you have any kids? You know, like standard questions people ask you i'm like yeah i got two boys and uh they're uh 23 and 20 and um then people are like we're like wait wait a minute like how old are you and i'm like right i'm 49 they're like holy crap like no way dude you what like you couldn't have kids that old like they can't believe it and i'm like yeah that's the way human beings are supposed to look i was on the other path with everybody else right. for, for 37 years until i learned about this stuff like right. detoxing and reducing stress and Blooding your body with living nutrition, sprouts, and bacterium and cultured foods, blah, 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 blah. simple stuff. Right. And um, so it's it's kind of fun when it's not, and it's not about being just in shape, right? Because there are people Correct. who eat on the outside, and I've had plenty of those clients, and their inside, they're all messed up, and they're like, yes. you know, it's like a, a wheel ready to fall off. And people don't know it because they can't see what's going on inside of them. Right. So I think it's really cool. Um, I just thought that was really cool where you said that you were like, the worst athlete in school almost. And then now you're training athletes around the world. That's... Whoa.
1: I didn't even think of that. Right.
0: Yeah. So for people listening, anything's possible in your life, guys and gals, people. Everything is possible in your life, right? I have another... I have a similar story. I'm not to your level yet on that. I mean, maybe in the health space I've done it. But um, as far as music goes, I've always, for some reason... I've liked music, like we didn't really have, we had a record player growing up. I didn't even have cassette tapes. My neighbor buddy, Mike had some, so we, you know, he's playing like Def Leppard and that kind of stuff. <laughs> Hysteria. Yeah, you know, pour some sugar on me. Pour some
1: sugar on me, yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh, um, so a band, seventh grade, and band was offered, and I was like, I want to do band. And this will be cool, and I want to play trumpet. I want to I be loud and expressive. That was kind of me. And my dad's like, we can't afford a trumpet here, play this. I played clarinet when I was a kid. I was like, yeah, me a clarinet. When my dad says to do something, you just do it. So I didn't question it. I didn't even question it. I should have just asked the band director, do you have a trumpet that I can play? He would have said, sure. He would have handed me one. They had rentals. I saw other people that had them, but it was just like, my dad said, This is the way it is, and I had such a done deal in my mind that there was no changing what dad says. Right. Right. So I just never questioned it. On my junior year in in high school and I just told the band director, I said, dude, I'm done. I don't even want to do that anymore. He's like, What are you talking about? I'm like, I'm I don't want to do it. Like, it's not fun. I said, I've always wanted to play the trumpet and I got stuck playing the clarinet. And he's like, Well, why don't you just rent, you know, get the trumpet? I'm like, The school could have loaned it to you. And I'm like, I didn't think to ask. But I said, I want to play the trumpet. He's like, Well, you can't just do that now because." You've got seven years or six, whatever, six years under your belt that you should, four more, four years that you don't have. Your embouchure is different. He's like, How about if we put you on something else? I was like, like, What? So I ended up playing the baritone baritone sax. Yeah. Because half of its E structure was beat flying, which is the same as the clarinet. Anyway, um, so I did that for a little bit and I was ready to hop around on that a little bit, make a little bit more nice. I played the contrabass clarinet. But then I dropped it after high school. I just kind of dropped music. And then mm-hmm. um, I painted a fence. And uh, one summer I listened to a lot of George Strait out there painting uh-huh. all the fence for the neighbor. And I was like, wow, I, I would really love to sing and play guitar. I just never did it. And you know one thing I learned? If you want to learn and play guitar, you got to buy a guitar. It's, it. it's like having a dream, it, get, getting excited about something, that's the thought process that starts. But then to make it happen, you actually have to act yeah motion has to happen you have to take action you have to take physical action to make things happen i never did Mm -hmm. my son got into guitars when he was like 15 14 and then i was like well maybe i could play guitar with him and build my relationship with it so i i said hey you have this He had like five or six guitars at the time Sweat, saying on them i was like can i borrow this little it was like i didn't even know it was like i hundred dollar little kids guitar a little three-quarter uh-huh smaller than a regular guitar can I borrow this and take it home and practice? He's like, Oh yeah, sure. So I started practicing there. Here it is, five years later. I you know I just did a gig uh, a couple nice. months ago and in band I, I had to fill in with my guitar instructor. Who, his two of his bandmates um, crapped crapped out because one of their moms passed away. Ah. so they had this big venue and I went down and probably sang about forty five minutes worth of songs and played guitar and and i had done little gigs and stuff like that around town. Sure, it's like it's like. Like I said, not at your level. Like I'm, I'm training world class musicians, right? But the point is, maybe but, someday I don't know. I'm building okay, a music studio, b- building a music studio right now, right? With the sound room and all the stuff. If you build it, you'll get better. The way I look at it, and exactly. I can, I'll get a band going around here, and who knows? And I started that when I was forty five.
1: You might so be the next TikTok ph- phenomenon.
0: Yeah, I saw a lady too. I saw a lady online that was like. In her seventies, she starts weightlifting, and now she's like just crushing it down there and inspiring everybody. Yeah, exactly. Didn't start, I've seen a lot of stories like this where people start yeah. late in life doing something. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a marathoner. And you're like, like my buddy Charles, he was in his forties. He's like, I want to run a marathon. Drag yeah. me into it, but it was an epic, epic ride crossing that finish line. I guess the point of this section here in this in this show today is like, like anything is possible. Mm-hmm. Anything is possible. Jen is a perfect example of having an idea pop into her head. It's a frequency from God at saying, this is where you need to go. And that excitement carried her to that. And she actually decided that that's what she wanted to do. And she did. And,
1: and I've done that a lot in my life. You know, I, I, I moved to Costa Rica. I packed all my stuff. It's in a storage unit in Texas. And I, i I've been living in Costa Rica for 15 months now, 16 months. I, um, Oh my god, I love it! I love it. I mean, it's a uh, it's a very simple, m- minimalistic life, which I'm really okay with. Uh, less stress. Less stress. The first nine months, I had a beach cruiser as my transportation. Uh, finally, sold my Jeep Wrangler back in Texas in last year, and I do now I have a Hyundai Tucson, even though it's a Honda Honda Tucson, but they call it a Tucson down here. Okay. <laughs> you know, oh, but yeah, it's, um, it's 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 great. I've really enjoyed it. I've explored and I'm going to be exploring a couple and I'm going to be exploring some more in the next month or so. So, yeah.
0: Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. That's really cool. All right. So just to wrap up on the, I guess we'll just save the strike training stuff for the, uh, for the, um, for the last second segment, but So with your, with your, with your coaching clients, um, you basically just, you just walk them through a very systemized process to build up their endurance, improve their times. And yeah, I'm sure that you have a lot of injury proofing type exercises, stretching.
1: Yeah, definitely. And you know, another big thing, a big, a big component of the Ironman is nutrition. Like it's, it's not just the everyday nutrition, but it's that race day nutrition. And if you can you know, get some numbers and like figure out some like, uh, testing, uh, having a really clear path on the nutrition during a race plays a huge role for the race as a whole.
0: Have you read, uh, Scott Jurek's book, eat and run? No. Oh my God. You're going to love it. It's called eat and run by Scott Jurek. He was friends with, okay, um, with David Clark, my buddy. Okay. We, we were just talking about that a little bit ago. In fact, we'll just hold that for, for the next segment. We'll take a quick break. When we get back, we'll talk about that book. We'll talk about my buddy David, who was an ultramarathoner, his journey a little bit, and then we'll get back to bone strength training. Okay, you sound good? All right, we'll be right, All right back. The average person today is carrying around six to 12 pounds of impacted fecal material and mucoid plaque in the small and large intestine. That's gross, but worse, it's super unhealthy. That is why we created Gut Detox Formula. This ancient 1,000-year-old formula from India gently micro-cleanses the intestines, removing all of that funk and gunk and junk that is destroying your health while leaving your good bacteria behind, which is part of your immune system. And there is no diarrhea like most gut detox products, and it's made with the same chemical-free body promise, no stimulants, 100% nature, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Altheros Tim Jes here. I am back with my guest, Jen Rulon. She is a former triathlete. She qualified for the Kona Triathlon and on on um, out there on the big island, uh, Hawaii. And um, she's been a coach since two thousand and thirteen helping other athletes uh, prepare for um, and do very well at triathlons. So we were just talking about food and how you were saying how important nutrition is and it just brought up something. I actually read a book called Eat and Run. And this was way before I actually ran a marathon. And I wasn't in the greatest shape at that time. I was like back when I was still, you know, pooping blood and all that stuff. I got so motivated by his book. I literally just, I ran two miles. I couldn't help my, I just got up and I ran. Ran down and ran back. Something I could normally do, but it's like, I was so, I I, I was huffing and puffing, but I I just got off my butt and did it. And and it was a great, you're going to love it. And I, I think I, anybody listening can love it too. So, all right. But um, yeah, Eat and Run by Scott Jurek. So okay. uh, he's, it's like, you didn't talk about that, but the mindset and the mental toughness that comes with that kind of training it's and huge. stuff like that. Again, analogies for other things. Maybe you're dealing with stage four cancer right now. Maybe you uh, have hypertension, you have high blood pressure. Maybe um, you have a relationship that uh, it's, you're significant out there, it's not working right now. These are analogies for the same thing, running a marathon or a triathlon. It's the same thing. These are things that can, they look, they look overwhelming, but the answers are actually really simple. And then you just take actionable steps. You know, if it's a relationship, it's like, how about we learn how to communicate? We stop yelling at each other. We have calm conversation. Um, we, you know, we start really listening to the other person before we come back with our response. We start showing compassion. There's that compassion word again. You watch everything just melt away, right? Mm-hmm. So these these things. This is why people that do the athletic stuff seem to have a little bit more success in their happiness. Not always, but in a lot of cases, it's because it's about overcoming adversity and then coming out the other side. You become stronger. And then just like you said, it's like I I can do anything now. Mm-hmm. Like my friend healed himself of cancer. He's like, dude, I can I can if I can heal myself from cancer, I can do anything. Because right. his belief system before was, you get cancer, yes. and you die which is what mine was. Right. And you're thinking, Oh, marathon. I could never run that. And then you finally, or whatever, triathlon. And then you're like, you see this lady and you're like, I can do this. Mm -hmm. If she can do it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. All right. So we were just, just a quick mention of my buddy. In Memorial. Uh, We, I lost my good friend, David Clark. Uh, He was a vegan uh, ultra marathoner. He was a vegan ultra marathoner. And he completed over 3,100 mile races. And he was racing, he would just run for charities. He would run for a, some child who had died of drug overdose. Uh, he was a, a weight loss and an addiction coach. Um, and I was on his podcast called the We Are Superman podcast. Um, I think somebody else took over and is running it now um, and doing it. I don't know. can't remember who it was. But anyway, just, just wanted to say hi to David, okay. well, my friend.
1: and um, He's up there with my grandpa.
0: Yeah. And yeah. like because of my relationship with him, is what sparked me to have you on the show so okay. he inspired me to have you on the show so he was uh he was thanks david agent.
1: he was my booking agent <laughs> yeah
0: he totally was it. He, t- he totally was all right so how important is uh strength training for people especially as they age Jen?
1: oh i i always i always say that strength training is the fountain of youth uh so i didn't share this little piece but after my fourth iron man I took an eight-year sabbatical and I drank the Kool-Aid of CrossFit, went back to school, did all that stuff. But doing that for eight years taught me how crucial it was to build that strength. As we know, exercise science, pretty basic, that after 30 uh, we start losing a decline from, was it two to six percent of our muscle mass every 10 years, right? So here we are, 50, you know, high 40s, whatever. We are starting to lose that muscle mass year after year after year. And if I can encourage women and men alike and just an everyday human to start doing some strength training, it's, it, it's going to change your life. You're going to have, you know, gosh, we could talk all the logistics of it. Like you're going to have stronger bone. You're going to have those muscles. You're going to feel better. You're going to look better. You're going to like, I tell people, I'm like, I want, I, this is in my life. La- I'm going into my last part of my life, right? I want to feel like the best glass of non-alcoholic fine wine that I'll ever have. You know, I just, that's just who I, that's, That's the importance of strength training and how I see it. And I can't, you know, I could throw out all the mumble and jumble about it, but I just feel like if you can get in strength training at least two times a day or two times a day, right? Two times a week, um, start off body weight and then grab a dumbbell, grab a water jug, whatever that might be. Like, Go out, pick up a log at the beach or if you're on, oh my God, you're grabbing your kids. Like you pick up your kid. If you pick up your kid bending at the waist, like hinging at the waist and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, my back. Right. But if you pick up those kids with a squat, then it's going to be like, oh, I can probably do this. You know, to, uh, how many times a day do you do that? You know, you're probably, yeah. you know, knocking that out, you know, 20, 25 times a day. And then all of a sudden you start adding adding more, you know, more movement to yourself. So it's,
0: yeah. Well, and, I don't know. Just, just yeah. Women to relate to this, because a lot of women don't want to do strength training because they think it's going to make them look too manly or whatever, but all the beauty queens out there are strength training. 100%. Because, it 100%. because it's more natural because out in nature, that's what you would look like.
1: Yeah. Right. My body has shifted drastically. So right now I swim when I want to swim. I jump on my beach cruiser. And I haven't ran since September of last year. And I go for walks. But I strength train four times a week. Yeah. And I, even though the scale says I'm heavier, I feel better. I look better. I sleep better. Like there's just, I'm not pounding my body. And people think, oh, I got to do cardio to lose weight. No, you don't. You got to do strength training. You got to do. Hit workouts, you know, those hit workouts might be, you know, 12, 10 to 12 minutes of high-intensity workouts, you know, that's going to burn your carbohydrates and fats at an equal level versus going out for a 30-minute run, right?
0: Yeah, so just for the audience, if you're not familiar with hit oh, HIIT, HIIT training, it's high-intensity interval training, so, like, I like doing that in the summer, where, like, I'll, I'll jog 100 yards on a football field, and I sprint 100, I jog on 100 yards sprint so i do like four of those i'm wiped out then the next time i'll come back and do five then six then five then seven then eight and then just slowly right stair step your back and forth seesaw your way up until you know by the end of the summer i'll be doing 30 of them and you're yeah. in great great shape
1: yeah i and mean even invincible. like in I length-
0: barefoot too i, I start with oh. shoes but then i start running i run barefoot and, but some people be, just be cautious if you Try to go yeah. out and run 30, 100 yard sprints. You have been right. running. Your your archers are probably weak. You need to strengthen. Take right. time to strengthen them up. I have to re-strengthen yeah. mine every year a little
1: bit. Right, and even like for me, like I'll go to the beach and I'll take a dumbbell and I'll maybe do you know I'll do what five goblet squats, you know, ten dumbbell rows, right, left, and then I'll run to the tide and back. I do that four times through. I'm golden, you know, and I'm drenched. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, and especially if you're new listening to uh, you might be going, "Well, that all sounds great. She's a triathlete, and, and you know, doing all that stuff." But the reality is, is that most people, if you're in the camp where you're listening here, and you're like, "I'm not even working out at all. I don't have the energy. I get home from uh, work and I'm tired, or after a day of watching the kids, I just want to throw them at my husband and go, you know, have some wine and lay in a bathtub. Um, I'm totally cool with the bathtub part. The wine may or may not be there." But maybe switch it for some uh, you know, unsweet, unsweetened uh, tart cherry juice. It looks mm. like wine. Mold, or you can make mold tart cherry juice too. It's one of the recipes in our Christmas mm. recipe book for Christmas beverage Yum. recipes. And if you're in the inner circle, you get that whole manual. All right, so what was I talking about? I was talking about...
1: Uh, uh, that I'm a tracklete, and oh, that's easy for me to go. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So for the... for. The bottom line is, if if you have if you have no energy, I'm just it's just just coming to mind because this is like what I've tried to do with my whole business is try to meet people where they're at. Yeah, that's where it's that's at. Great. A lot of people are just tired or like where I was. And if somebody yeah. came in and said you need to run a marathon, I was like tip the hell out oh. I can't even run around the track once without huffing and puffing. I mean, right. I hurt, like I'm in pain. I don't feel good. I have no energy. I I have no energy to even take care of myself, like literally. And I don't even know how. So. But what I would recommend for folks is if you, if you don't know where to start, like when you go to our website at chemicalfreebody.com, you just hunt around for a little bit and a little pop-up will come up and you'll get three free gifts. One of them is actually our core four secrets ebook. I'll give you four strategies in there um, that will radically change your life. And most of them don't cost, I mean, three of them don't cost nothing. One of them is deals around cleaning up your water and drinking more water, but at least start drinking more water now. So we get into some fundamental basics because most ninety-five percent of people are not drinking enough water. Um uh, number two was chewing your food until liquefied, ninety-six percent of people are not doing that. It's just there, you know, there's just a there's high percentage yeah. so when you do these basic things like drinking adequate amounts of water, chewing your food while avoiding liquids with meals, and doing some breath work before you eat, that manual's in there and also has recipes and stuff like that. Um, and then we give people a free $10, $10 gift card to start off their relationship right. with us. So that's where, if you're listening in, cause we're talking athletics and stuff, and I know not everybody, um, is like that, you know, you don't have you down inside of you. You're a wild creature. You're a wild animal. I visit your physical body. All of us are so wild animals are athletes, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have a physical body that's in this physical world that moves around, you're an athlete at some level because you have to move stuff. It doesn't mean you have to go like, again, run hundred miles or do a triathlon, but you want to take really good care of this body because it's all you got. This is the vehicle and it's what's going to get you through life. And all I'm saying is like, start with some basic stuff. It's not like you don't have to go out and run. Like I tell right. people like, don't even worry about the exercise component yet. Don't even worry about the food component. I, I help people with exercise plans and we also help, them am a chef, but I start them on detoxing. I start them on water, mm-hmm. detoxing the body, taking our toxin and gut detox, and drinking our greens. And that's pretty much it. And it's less than yeah. five minutes a day. We start them there. And then you start cleaning the crap out of your system. No pun so intended. So the car literally, so the car can start floating right. better yeah. and you start giving it better fuel. It's yeah. gonna run better. You're gonna have the energy. And then people want to start yeah. improving their food. And they want they just feel like they want to move. That's yeah. what you you, exactly. you want to be not you don't have to like use discipline to have to go do this stuff you want to feel motivated from the inside out you want to feel inspired right. you want to feel energized it's like and this was what happened to me when i came back from the Pogarty's wellness center i walk in my dogs every morning always did that no matter what because they couldn't walk themselves so i was still a responsible owner pet all of a sudden one day i'm like i started you know i was doing the juices and the water and i cut out the crap food and guess what happened i was like i i want to go run i just took off running Literally, wow. and, I, nice. and it wasn't like I had a plan to run. It wasn't. Right. It felt so damn good, I wanted to, right? So that was. I remember that day. I was. I'll never forget. It was like it was awesome. Like this is how it's supposed to happen. It's the baby right. step process. So anyway, I just wanted to bring that up, Jen, because for the listeners that are, I again, I don't want people to tune out. Like I'm never going to run a triathlon or whatever. Well, the story, her story, and everything. It's about inspiration. If you do want to run a triathlon, uh, you can hire Jen and she can help you and you'll perform better and do all that stuff. I'll give you her website at the end, her Instagram page again. So, all right. Um, so strength training is important at any age. It's obvious. Um, we we want good bone density. Again, we, if you guys, anybody has osteoporosis, osteopenia, you've had hip fractures, you you, you have a weightlifting deficiency. I don't care what age you can start doing yoga in a chair or lifting a few, two and a half pound dumbbells. You got to start small and work your way up. You don't just, you know, if I want to, if my goal is to do 100 push-ups, I can't do it right now, but give me three months and I'll probably knock it out, right? For sure. Try to build up to it. You have to work at it. If you're not working out at all right now, but we'll walk around the block. Exactly. Like, and do a squat with your body weight. Start yeah. with one. That one's a good place to start. And then the next day yeah. you can do two. Guess what? Do step a mm-hmm. do do me- step up on a curb. What's that?
1: Do a step up on a curb. Like. You know, step up, step down, step up, you
0: know. Yeah, little stuff. You got to start re- stuff. People that get injured, rehabilitation. That's yeah. basically what you're doing. So if you've been static and haven't been moving much, you're basically going to rehabilitate yourself. You're going to, it's going to be a remodel. But take action. Take action. Yeah. Take action. Without the action step, it's just a, it's a nice theory, but your life's not going to change. Nothing's no. going to happen for you. All right, Jen, do you have any final words of wisdom for the listeners before you, or you mm-hmm. bounce? down the road pick a fresh avocado and have some fresh mangoes and
1: coconut water. Oh, I, there's yes. these huge coconuts that just I found the I want
0: to come to fresh. Costa Rica is on my vision board. Go.
1: Good. Good. Um, you know, I think I think the, the feedback or the thought that I have is that I don't expect anybody to do an Ironman. I don't expect anybody to do a marathon, but what I do want people to see is to become a better version of themselves. And mm-hmm. if they can figure out why they're doing that for their kids, for their grandkids to live longer, to look good on a bikini because you're on the beach, whatever. I mean, I know it's a little shallow, but you know what I mean? Like find something that you can strive your, for yourself, for yourself. I don't expect anybody to do an Iron Man. I just expect you to do better than you did yesterday.
0: Mm, there you go. That's pretty powerful right there. Incremental, baby. Same thing. Do better you than out. you did yesterday. That's yeah. Do better than you did yesterday. Yeah. And if you don't, then wake up the next morning and do it again. I guess keep keep doing keep, it. Keep keep doing it. Yeah. I like Zig Ziglar said, uh, he goes, yeah, if you miss a run one, one day, not a big deal, but two days warning, warning, warning. Oh, it's awesome. like, don't develop that habit of, of, you know, not doing anything. Right. Be- being, you know, cause procrastination, it'll just feed upon itself. You get more lazy and more lazy and you get stuck in a rut. Break out of the rut. Yeah. Here. Get out Break out. Come on, let's go. All right. Well, we appreciate you coming on and Thanks where do people find me. you if they want to be inspired, um, um, or get coached, or, or purchase one of your books. I forgot to talk about it. You've uh, authored three books I about that. Find Tell us where they can find us or <laughs> tell them where they can find you. And then let's talk about your books really quick.
1: You bet. Uh, you could go to Jen J E N R U L O N. J E N R U L O N.com. You could also go to Instagram coach Jen Rulon. Um, I'm also on Facebook, but eh, you know, I think Instagram's my jam. And as far as my books, I am on Amazon. I self-published two of my books. One was Flying Above the Line and the other one was uh, Rule on Rules, Strength Training and the Triathlete. And that was my very first book that I self-published that probably needs to be redone, but that's okay. Live and learn, right? And then the the third book, I actually worked with a publisher and that was Self-Motivation Strategies for Women. And, okay, cool. um, but women and men can open that. So you could go to my website and you can get the link or you could just go directly to Amazon.
0: Okay, cool. And I noticed on your book, "Flying above the line that the title, the subtitle was living with a monarch mindset. Is that a monarch butterfly?
1: It is. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was some branding that I was working with and I ended up changing it. So
0: was your grandfather tied into that? monarch?
1: How'd you guess? You told yeah. me. I know. I told y'all. Yeah. I love
0: it. Awesome. Who knows? Maybe you can come over VIP peeps and maybe she'll have you down in Costa Rica and you guys can run take them a walk on the beach, you know?
1: And well, I mean, I'm doing some active travel down here. So if you, if you want to get to Costa Rica, hike out, that kind of stuff. yep, waterfall hikes, kayaks, paddle uh, paddleboard, um, yeah, you name it. Going for a run if you want your swim. Uh, the beach, know, want, surfing, go to the beach, this, surfing right. we got it all. Yep.
0: I can literally live on coconuts if I needed to. Those things are so yeah. good. Drink a couple in the morning, throw some lime on it and some salt and the meat needed. It's so good.
1: Yep. So put some lime in the coconut.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right. Right. Well, I appreciate yeah. you coming on the show today. And thank you. And so again, I, I really, you're welcome. You're welcome. And I really want to say a thank you to the listeners again. You guys are awesome. Um, I mean, just so much, um, compassion goes out to you because I all the listeners out there because I know each individual one of us we're having we always have something coming up some resistance and struggles in life And I just want you to you know understand that that those are there for a reason they're there to help us grow they're not there to make your life hard they're to make you stronger so that you can deal with stuff in the easier way and a lot of it's how you look at it and stuff too so but if you're in pain and you're suffering and um, and you have low energy and stuff like that. Um, it sometimes can be very hard to, you know, live in the moment and do that stuff where you're constantly in pain and stuff. So if that's the case, we'd really like to help you out. You can check us out at chemicalfreebody.com. Uh, that's what we help people do. We help people get out of pain, get out of the suffering, no matter what it is at what level. Um, it's just pretty much everything because when you focus fundamentally on the core human being, the physical body, the bacterium in the body, the gut health the emotional health and the spiritual health. And when you look at the human being as a whole package, like we do, it's like everything's going to get better. And we give you the tools and the kind of stuff like that. So you guys can help. And we're always learning over here. I call it our living laboratory. So if you'd like to join us and check out what we've got again, it's chemicalfreebody.com. And I want to appreciate you guys for sharing the podcast, Um, our customer service agents. And I still hop on and do that quite a bit myself. Um, we talk to people and a lot of people are really enjoying the show and they're sharing it with other people. And that's how we get the word out because this literally is a grassroots effort. We are working class people banding together. Um, I just happen to host the show and you guys are helping to promote it. So thank you so much for liking, sharing, and subscribing the show. Couldn't do it without you. So until next time, change yourself, change your world, and I'll see you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening again to the Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world, and we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon.
1: You have just listened to the Health Hero Show with Tim James.